Good morning. I'm Scott. I'm the Administrator and Operations Director here at New Denver Church, and it's my privilege to share the message with you this morning. We're currently studying a, a series called uh, Reforesting Faith, and Norton kicked us off last week by talking about that great tree planted by the rivers of the living water, and, and it was just a beautiful, majestic thing talking about uh, strong faith and, and growing in God. <clears throat> I have the counterproposal today. I get the mustard seed. Not the tree, just the seed. It hasn't even grown into a tree yet. A mustard seed can grow into a, a pretty fantastic tree, and that's the, the point of, of Jesus' praise of mustard seed faith. But we're going to just look at the mustard seed part today as we look at trees and learn what they can teach us. This is a hard concept for us to get a hold of, this mustard seed concept. We're real comfortable with go God, yay, big faith, you know, giants of the faith, the pillars of the church. Yeah, we're not doing that today. And that's hard for us because we're Americans. And Americans always believe bigger is better. I really had that truth driven home about a decade ago. I was running a nonprofit. And, and one of the things we did is we had a food pantry. So we were feeding people who were starving, all right? So I go into a board meeting and the board of directors is looking at our numbers and they literally say, our food pantry numbers are down. We're down over last month, we're down over last year. What's going on? Like this was a problem. <laughs> you know, and you wanna say, uh, actually, fewer people are starving to death and this is a good thing? Uh, what about homelessness? It seems to be going down. It, that's our goal, okay? We're trying to put ourselves out, but the mindset that that board of directors brought to that meeting is the mindset that we are, we're just swimming in it in our country, that bigger is better and it simply isn't always true. So when we come to these passages, we have to suspend our disbelief and just say, Jesus said it, so I'm just gonna accept it. Sometimes smaller is better. So the passage that we're about to look at in Luke chapter 17, uh, it's one of my favorites in, in all of the Bible. Uh, a man brought his son to Jesus and the son was, was sick and the disciples tried to cure the son, but they couldn't. And then Jesus walks up, exasperated with the disciples, he heals the boy and the, the boy and his, his dad leave. And later the disciples come to Jesus and just kind of like, you know, they wait for everybody to leave. They say, why, why, couldn't, why couldn't we do that? Luke 17, and Jesus responds to them. And he says, you couldn't cast out the, the demon because this had to really sting because you have so little faith. I'll tell you the truth, truly. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So he not only says you didn't have enough faith, he said you have, if you had had faith as a, you know there's a mustard seed on the screen, you see it right above the M in impossible? That's how tiny it is. He said, if you had had that much faith, 
You could have not just cured this boy. You could say to a mountain, move, and it would move. So you clearly, you not only don't have enough faith, you don't have mustard seed faith. It's almost like he was saying, I'm going to fail you on this test. If I could give you a grade lower than an F, I could, but there's not one. So I'll just slide this back to you, okay? But then... He doesn't send them away. He doesn't reject them because they don't have faith as a mustard seed. He still lets them stay and be his disciples. I don't know about you, but that gives me hope. I pastored for 35 years. And, and when you see church from behind the exalted pulpit, which we fortunately don't have here, when you see church from there, instead of sitting in the, the pew or chair, you see church very differently. And one of the things I, I've learned in all the years since I, I stopped pastoring was the pastor generally comes with a heart filled with faith, but often, often when we come and, and we sit in, you know, always the same chair, you guys are in my seat, by the way, but it's, I'm not gonna use it today, so it's okay. And we come and we sit where we normally sit. We don't always bring a lot of faith into the room. And sometimes those of us who don't have the privilege of living immersed in prayer and study of the word come Sunday immersed in problems and struggles and strains and not ready to see what great things God might do, but wondering why God hasn't done marginal things in our life. And we come, we come identifying more with the disciples who didn't have mustard seed faith than with Jesus who could move the mountains. And Jesus saw that in his disciples. And he loved them anyway. And he still let them be his disciples. Uh, in, in Luke, I'm sorry, I, th I think I said Luke for the Matthew passage, but uh, in in. Luke, Jesus uh, gives his disciples this very difficult teaching. He says, you know those annoying people in your life? <laughs> and everyone says, amen. Most of them family members, right? Because you can change your friends, but your family, they're just there. And he said, when they come and they offend you, you just need to forgive them, all right? And the disciples said, okay. And he said, and if they do it seven times in one day, you have to forgive them seven times in that same day. And this is when the disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. We don't know if we believe this is the right way to live life or not because this is crazy talk. And Jesus replied when they said, increase our faith. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and moved into the sea and it will obey you. You don't have much faith, but you have enough faith. This is hard for us to get a hold of. We like to do things on our own. We like to be powerful. We like to be strong. We like to conquer the, the big worlds. We like to do the things that are, that are difficult, and we bring that into our Christianity, and it doesn't fit well. 
And so when we talk about mustard seed faith, we have to let go of the American idea that bigger is better. And we have to let go of the idea that, that hard work will always prevail and give us everything that we need. It's just, that's just not how it works, but we bring it into our faith world. But do you remember that woman who desperately needed to be healed and she heard that Jesus was going to be passing by? And she didn't say, I'm going to sell everything I have and give him the biggest offering he's ever received and maybe he'll heal me. She didn't say, I'm going to show him how holy I am and all the great things that I've done. She didn't say, I'm going to make this great sacrifice. She just said, I'm going to see if I can just touch his robe. Just the him. If I can just touch his robe, he has the power, not me. I'm not going, if I'm going to be, if, if I'm going to be healed by him, it's not going to be because of what I've done. It'd be because of who he is. And, and he is so powerful, I believe even his clothes can heal me. And I'm just, I'm just going to do this. She had mustard seed faith in who she was. She didn't believe she was good enough. She wasn't going to come and do something great and then receive this great blessing. And that's how we want our Christian life to be. We've all heard the people who have that, you know, great Christian life. They're doing all these great things. You know. They say things like, you know, you say something like, I try to pray every day. And they say, oh, I get up early and pray every day. I used to sleep in. I get up, I get up 30 minutes before. I get, and then the person next to him, I get up an hour earlier than that. <laughs> I was at a conference once. This guy said, my prayer list is so long. And he's, he's preacher tone. And he said, well, I have to get up two hours. Thinking, I'm just going to fall asleep. I'm just telling you the truth. I, I know that's not even mustard seed faith. If, if I've got a two hour prayer list, it's over. I try to pray while I'm driving into work every day. And some days I can, and some days I can't, and some days traffic compels me to pray. <laughs> it's not our work. It's just sitting back and saying, it's Him. If I can just touch the hem of His garment, He'll transform me. If I'll just believe. I don't have to memorize more scriptures than everyone around me. I don't have to read the Bible all the way through. I'm just, I've never read the Bible start to finish. I, that sounds heretical for a minister, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I would only do it so I could say, I've read the Bible all the way through. And I don't think that's really the goal. I believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and I believe it with all my heart. And that's either enough or it isn't. And that's mustard seed faith, not mammoth actions on our part. Uh, churches have a hard time with this. We sometimes set all these standards and say people have to do all these things. The church that I grew up in, you won't be surprised by this after I tell you the story, they no longer exist. Now, they're the ones who ordained me as a minister and they're gone. I'm tenured. No one can, no one can take my ordination away. It's done. <laughs> I've got the piece of paper and no one can erase it. So, when I was a teenager, they decided that, that mustard seed faith wasn't enough, that you had to have some pretty good actions. They literally went through the church roll and said, if you haven't attended in the last 12 months, they were going to kick you out. And they sent out letters telling everyone this. Now, I remember this so well because I was the church custodian. 
And they sent the letters out in such a way that they didn't plan this, but the postal service delivered them on Saturday. I was the church custodian. I was the only one there on Saturday when the phone began to ring. And I made the mistake of answering it. You want to make somebody mad who hadn't been to church at 12 years and get their attention, tell them they can't be a member anymore and start kicking them out. After two or three difficult phone calls, I just quit answering the phone. And that became one of my deep commitments as a minister from that point. Don't answer the phone at church. It's never good news. <laughs> that church took people who had enough faith to come and join the church, but weren't faithful enough in attending it. And they said that mustard seed thing Jesus talked about, we have higher standards than that. And they just started kicking people out. How weird is that? It's very American. It's just not very biblical. The disciples were talking one day, not about mustard seed faith, but about how good they were and how they were the leaders and they were going to be in charge when Jesus set up his kingdom. And <laughs> I just love this. They're in this crowded room and Jesus just reaches down and gets this little kid. He picks him up. He's just holding this child, Okay. And he looks at all these people who are so impressed with who they are and how good they are in God's eyes. And he points at the little kid and he says, if you don't become like this, you don't even get in the kingdom. You have to have childlike faith. But I know so much. I do so much. And the Pharisee and all of them, like the Pharisee and all of us, just has a hard time saying, it's not only that I only have to have faith, I just have to have mustard seed faith. That's going to be good enough. And, and it's not that Jesus is praising having small faith. It's that He's not going to reject us for this. And we shouldn't reject the people around us and we shouldn't reject ourselves if we're at a point of mustard seed faith, or as the 12 were not even measuring up to mustard seed. It's just a little faith hidden under an awful lot of fear and doubt sometimes. And Jesus says, that's amazing. The fact that in the world that forces you to not believe, you still believe. It, in, the, in the midst of of trying to serve God and, and turn it into some kind of cause-effect relationship where you do good and then He blesses you and He doesn't work that way. And you still believe. That's miracle faith. That's mountain-moving faith. It's the kind of faith Jesus approves of and He said all that, holding that little child, saying, you have to believe. But what did that child understand? How deep was Jesus says, this, this is the faith I'm looking for. You are my child and you come as a child or you don't come at all. Mustard seed faith. And if we have mustard seed faith, we then take that into our life and, and it transforms things transforms our understanding of death, our understanding of prayer, our understanding of family. I'm going to tell you a story now of a woman who had mustard seed faith, and I don't want you to get distracted by why she had to have this mustard seed faith 
And, and the reason she had to have it is distracting, all right? But that's not what this story's about. It's just her incredible faith. I went to pastor this church and this little lady named Emma came up and she said, I want to come tell you my life story. I thought, all right. <laughs> How do you say no? <laughs> and Emma came and she sat down. It was one of the most fascinating stories I've ever heard in my life. I did not expect Emma in Derby, Kansas to have this story. And she tells me this incredible story of her life. And then she says, and you know about Teddy. Teddy was her son who was in the process of becoming her daughter. And Teddy actually transitioned to Patricia while I had the privilege of being their pastor. And, and when Emma said, Emma said, do you know about Teddy? And I said, yes. She said, I don't understand all that, but he's my child and I love him. And I thought, I think I've just heard one of the most powerful statements I'm ever going to hear in my life. We are all surrounded by people who we simply don't understand. And, and there are times that, that we demand that God change them or we demand that God do something or it, it, we, we set up this giant war against... And, and again, don't get distracted by the issues that, that, that she was dealing with. We have, we have these people in our lives and they're believers, they're not believers. You've got parents, you've got children, you've got a spouse or you don't have a spouse and either way we're all crying out to God make all these changes and, and then I, I saw Emma and I saw that mustard seed that little faith that just said I don't know I don't understand I, I'm just going to love him that's what I'm going to do and that's what she did it was incredible to watch. Mustard seed faith. It doesn't demand that God make everyone around you the way that you want them to be. It doesn't demand that they change before you love them or don't change before, you know. I mean, it's all kinds of ways I can get in trouble telling the story, but it's the story of Emma's faith. She was so at peace that wonderful verse that we love to quote of peace that passes all understanding. Emma just said, I don't understand. But she had a peace about her child. It was beautiful. Mustard seed faith changes our relationships with our family. It changes our relationship to prayer itself. Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount was talking about the people who who would just pray and pray and pray. And, and they, he said, they think they're going to be heard because they talk a lot. <laughs> they think they're going to be heard, he would have to say in our culture, they think they're going to be heard because they just listened to this great podcast on prayer. 
And, and you know what we teach about prayer today, if you've listened to any of it. It's like, you do this, then God has to do this, right? It's like, we're going to find the secret formula. We're going to find the abracadabra of prayer that makes God do what we want to do. Or we rally the troops. You've seen this on variety of social media. You've heard people do this. This person's ill. Let's get thousands of people praying. And it, wait, wait, biblically, the effectual fervent prayer of one person avails much. We tend to have a lot of faith in our prayers instead of faith in the God to whom we are praying. Our faith can be tiny. Our faith can be mustard seed faith because if we just touch the hem of His garment, it's the him who makes the difference. It's not the size of our faith, it's the size of our God. It's not trying to get God impressed with us and how we pray and what we do. Lord, I've been to church four times in a row, so you have to do this for me. How about God, you're the creator of all the universe and, and here's what I'd like and if you do it, I'd love that and if you don't, I'm still going to believe in you. Maybe a little less, but I'll, I'll work it all the way up to mustard seed. I know this is counterintuitive, and I don't think Jesus was praising, not believing. I think he was just recognizing that deep, deep struggle that we have in our heart. One of the verses we started with where the disciples couldn't cast out uh, the demon out of, out of the boy, and, and they were embarrassed by it. That's the man who said to Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief. I have faith and no faith in my heart at the same time. And he just told Jesus about it because he figured it out. Jesus already knew. So he wasn't going to pretend to be a person of faith and not believe at the same time and not have God notice that, right? So he just told Jesus up front, look, I, you know all the, I believe and I don't believe, and, and you know that. So here's me. Um, but in my heart, there is unbelief, and there is belief. Jesus says that's enough. That little bit of belief. I had a man uh, years ago, he was... He was terminal and we visited a number of times. And, and one day I just told him, I said, look, if you ever think you're really about to go, call me. You know, I was his pastor. It's like, I want to I have a final conversation with you. And one day my phone rang and he said, remember when you said to call you? I'm calling. And I went out to his house. I put his bed up on the second floor and put him by a window so he could see he couldn't even lift his head off. He was in his 50s, by the way. And we sat and we visited. And he said, when I die and I'm on the other side, he said, I, I just want to look up and I just want to see Jesus. Now, if that's all I tell you about the story, this sounds like a, a giant of faith, Right? like he doesn't care about the mansions or reuniting with, he just wants Jesus. That's really not what he was saying, okay? 
I mean, I was there. Here's what he was saying. When I get to the other side, if I look up and I've chosen to follow the wrong prophet, I'm in trouble. And I'm worried about it. Because he had done what, what, where'd she go? What Emily taught us on Easter Sunday. Remember Emily talking about putting all our eggs in one basket. All of his eggs were in one basket. All of his face Faith was in the fact that Jesus was the Son of God and His death on the cross had paid the price for His sins and that Jesus would take Him to the other side. All His eggs were in that basket. And now that He was about to die, He was hoping He'd chosen the right basket. But He wasn't sure. But He didn't change His belief. I believe help my unbelief. So let me ask you a question. He died just a few days after that. Do you believe he had enough faith for God to let him into heaven? I do. Because Jesus told me that mustard seed faith was enough. When the man said, I believe, help my unbelief, Jesus still healed his son. We're the ones looking for the giants of the faith. We're the ones putting up all the markers and trying to prove we're better than the other Christians around us. Jesus is looking for those who are like children. Do you believe? Yeah. Okay. What do you want to do? Get ice cream. Okay. <laughs> it's the kind of faith that says, I don't understand what's going on, but I believe. Do you know there are a couple of times we get a glimpse into Jesus' life when he only had mustard seed faith? One was in the Garden of Gethsemane where he said, God, I, I don't want to go to the cross and I want you to change this and here's what I want you to do. And, I want you, and, and he poured out his heart. And then he basically said, and I know you're not going to do it. So Lord, not my will, but yours be done. I don't think you're going to do what I want. I think you're going to do it your way. And I don't want that on any level. But okay. I'll go. You're the father. I'm the son. I'll be the child. I'll have the childlike faith. And then hanging on the cross, mustard seed faith. When he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's a prayer. To whom was he praying? He said, God, you're not here. You're not with me. I don't believe you care. You've forsaken me. The time I needed you most, you're not here. And who was he saying that to? To God, who he believed wasn't there. You can't do that. You can't say, God, I'm mad at you for not being here and then pray to him like he's there. Unless you believe and don't believe at the same time. Unless your faith is just that mustard seed faith. But it's still there. And even when you don't believe God is there, you're still going to pray to the God who's not there and complain to him about not being there. And just don't tell a philosophy professor what you're doing. It'll hurt him. But that's what Jesus did. 
Mustard seed faith. It changes everything. Years ago, I was talking to a man. He'd been living in Burkina Faso, a little sliver of a country in, in, in Africa. And he'd come back to the United States uh, for a little while. And we were just talking. I said, Tony, what food do you miss? What American food do they not have in Burkina Faso? And, and he got this real sheepish look on his face. He said, I know I should like say something, you know, really profound here, but he said, honestly, what I miss is yellow mustard. I said, like, French's mustard? <laughs> Just mustard? He said, yeah. They don't have it in Burkina Faso. And I know it's weird, but I crave it. I just, I, I really want yellow mustard. Do you know how common yellow mustard is? If you go to the store today, it's about the only thing on the shelf that hasn't doubled in price in the last six months, all right? That's yellow mustard. It's just yellow mustard. But sometimes it's the little things that change everything. And Jesus looked at his disciples when they were concerned that they didn't have enough faith. And he said, a little faith, mustard seed faith. That's okay. It was then and it is today. Let's pray together. Our Father, we thank you for the honesty of Jesus with his disciples about mustard seed faith. We thank you for the lesson we learn, not just from the tree, but from the seed that grows into the tree. And we thank you, Father, that you let us see when Jesus' faith faltered and yet held on enough anyway. When our faith is weak, help us not to quit. But in the middle of our unbelief, help us to believe as well. In the name of Jesus who showed us how to do this, we pray. Amen.